The Lions get the win in the Windy City. Coming up on this edition of the Die Hard Dan Podcast, Shawnee J and I discuss Daryl Bevel's first win as interim head coach. Then you know we got to play our favorite game, Hell Yeah or Hell No. And we preview the upcoming game versus the Packers on Sunday at Ford Field. All this and more coming up right now on the Die Hard Dan Podcast. Watch out. Here comes that roar. What up, though? This is Kurt Steele, and welcome to the Die Hard Dan Podcast. And as always, I'm with my man, Shawnee J. Good evening, good people. How are you doing? All right. It is good to be here. Hey, thank you for checking us us out right here at the Die Hard Dan Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, like the video, share the video, comment on the video. Uh, It helps us get this content to more uh, viewers like yourself. Um, if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, thank you for the download. And as always, if you have an Alexa powered device, just say, Hey, Alexa, play the Die Hard Dan podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And me and Shawnee J will be right there. Like our Facebook page. Shawnee J does an excellent job of keeping you informed of all the Lions news and notes. So, you know what it's time to do. Shawnee J. It is time to tell me something good. My brother, tell me something good. Well, a lot of people questioned last year when the Lions picked them eighth overall, but TJ Hawkinson is showing his worth. He's leading all NFC tight ends in most categories, including receiving, receptions, and yards, and TDs. He's really he's really throwing it throwing down. He's become one of the better tight ends in the NFL. I posted that and some people and our group were a little reluctant to give him that praise. Oh no, um, man! I think think about this. I think he's actually. I think he's doing really great, and he's underutilized by uh, in the Patricia offense. But Bevel is really opening up, and he's going to be a big star going forward. All right, and and one more <laughs> quick thing about TJ. Uh-huh. Yes, one he only needs 164 yards. He's final four games uh-huh. to break the Lions' um, record, single season record for yardage for a tight end, and he has an outside shot of a thousand. So I hope he gets that. Yeah, thousand. I hope I hope so too. All right, next up we have uh, my man um, Adrian Peterson. All day, if you watch Good Morning Football on NFL Network, if you don't, we're going to explain it to you. It's a show, early morning show. It's kind of like Good Morning America for the NFL. Good Morning Football. Um, there's a category called angry runs, and that's like one of the most vicious, you know, runs of the week in the NFL. And Adrian Peterson won it this week for his excellent run and a touchdown winning uh, drive for the Lions on Sunday versus the Bears. He really just destroyed uh, Danny Trevathan and the uh, and uh, what's his name, Jeremiah Jackson, the um, the cornerback from the Bears. He just really just ran them over at the end of the game. So big shout out to my man, A.D., angry run winners. Winner for GMFB. Absolutely, AP. If he can find the fountain you and he's finding four games, someone like the AP of old with the Minnesota Vikings, I'd be very happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who you got next? I got someone else who's telling me something good. Our man, Trey Flowers, the poor man's Reggie Weiss, I called him <laughs> last year when we signed him. Yeah. He's, well, 
He's had an injury, uh-huh. and he may not be doing well on the field, but he's been nominated for the Walter Payton Award for um, Outstanding Player. I'm not player, but um, Citizen of the Year for all his um, philanthropy work and mm-hmm. workouts in the community and, and charity work. That's great. He's a great guy. Yeah. I hope he wins that. I hope he wins it, too. I really do. Yeah. But even more than that, I can't wait to see him get back on the football field. Yeah. That's a big accomplishment for my man. Uh, Trey Flowers for winning the NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year for the Detroit Lions. And uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, returned to practice. He is trending up, uh, looking like he's going to return to action versus the Packers on Sunday. He was limited the last two days, but uh, Daryl Bevel said in the press conference uh, today, today's one of his best uh, activities on the field. And uh, one more thing, hate to not mention this, congratulations to our man Tracy Walker and his wife Bella. Uh, they gave birth to their first child right before the Bears game last week. That's why he wasn't in practice most of the week last week. The wife's wife, Bella, had their baby, and congratulations to them. Uh, it's always good to add some more uh, Lions Cub to the pride. So congratulations to them. Yes, and I wish these players would um, schedule when they get their wives or girlfriends spreading so it's it the season. Kind of <laughs> man, self-pride. you better hush up with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Babies come when they want to, man. Baby, we got no control over that, man. All right, that was Tell Me Something Good this week. Uh, Now it's time to look at the offense uh, that the Lions had versus the Bears as we go on the ball. All right, the offensive leaders for the week for the Lions. Matthew Stafford was cooking this week uh, versus the Bears, 27-42. 402 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and a 109 quarterback rating for the game. Mr. Adrian Peterson all day. 67 yards, uh, excuse me, 57 yards on 16 carries, 3.6 yards per carry, but two touchdowns, including the Angry Runs winner to seal the game. Marvin Jones really stepped up. Eight receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. We have 400 yards of passing offense, 60 yards rushing for a total of 460 yards of total offense versus the Bears. The offense really clicked it in uh, under the new regime under Daryl Bevel. All right, so here's my thought, initial thought, and you can give me yours. Daryl Bevel really opened the offense up after taking over the reins. He sure did, absolutely. Yeah. And and he didn't, you know, this, this is the advantage of being the head coach and, and play caller. Mm-hmm. You know, Bevel didn't have to worry about getting approved from Matt Patricia where he could do his thing. This is his show. Yeah. And I really hope, you know, I like, you know, to my opinion, we can talk about this later on in the show, mm-hmm. Bevel has as much experience as a coordinator as um, Sayla or Biennami or any other name you throw out there as a coordinator. Mm-hmm. But he has 20 years of NFL experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a coordinator, so I think he, like I said, he's just qualified as mm-hmm. Sayla and the enemy. We can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later when we get into it in two points converts. All right, Stafford, my man, Stafford played with his hair on fire. He was loose. Uh, he was confident. He dominated the the game. Uh, he dominated the fourth rank defense in in Chicago. That that's one thing. Uh, some Lions fans were not really giving the team credit for, even nationally. Uh, Stafford didn't really get the credit for this game, but he had. Excuse me, did he win NFL Player of the Week? No, no, NFC Player of the Week went to Aaron Rodgers. He had had 128 uh, 
passer rating. That's why I think that's why he got. I think to really that it really isn't real to me. I think he's not getting a fair shake on this one, Stafford. Um, he led the league in passing this week, but the Bears defense was number four overall, and to put up that kind of numbers on that defense is excellent. So I really uh, think he got a, a bad shake on that one, um, just because people say, "Oh, the Bears suck." No, the Bears offense sucks, but the Bears defense is one of the top in the league. So, um, and uh, really, Matthew Stafford just shredded him. He sure did. That's why I thought he should have won the award. Mm-hmm. So I hope he takes it out this Sunday on the Packers by breaking Dorm Van Brocklin's all-time record, which still for 70 years for yards in a game, passing yards. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. You know, and, and speaking of, uh, you know, good performances, we talked about a little bit earlier, Mr. Adrian Peterson. You know, I, I did like his performance. He ran with a purpose. You know, he didn't have a lot of yards, you know, 57 yards. He had 3.6 yards per carry, almost four. You know, that's that's decent. You know, that's probably the median, median uh, what you want your back to average about four yards a carry. That's a, a good positive yardage. But he, um, the two touchdowns were very key. Um, you know, he didn't play around that goal line. He ran with some, with some uh, attitude and some fire down at the goal line. What do you think about Adrian Peterson's performance versus the Bears? I liked it. He showed a little bit of the old AP, like you said, especially in the goal line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember he's in his, what, this is 15, 14 season. Yeah, man. He's 35 years old. Between. I, mean, I knew coming in, we weren't going to get the um, 19, 2007 rookie Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. But give me 800 yards and about seven touchdowns. I'd be happy. He's kind of close to those numbers, kind of. Yeah. And um, What a touchdowns. Yeah, this on numbers is good. He has some good touchdown yeah. numbers. Yeah. Definitely. And, mm-hmm. um, he, as you see his quote this past week on Twitter, I think, he says, the breath of fresh air, he's kind of happy Patricia's gone, too. He kind of hinted at that. Yeah, it, that, I did I did see that. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we, we get into the, le- the later portion of the show. but Because that's one area I want to touch on you know, before we get out of the show. But we're going to really keep talking about the offense. Hey, my man, Mr. Marvelous Marvin Jones was killing it. Eight receptions, 116 yards, and that touchdown where he was just wide open. Uh, most of the passes uh, that Matthew Stafford missed were, you know, maybe some throwaways or some overthrows uh, during the game. Uh, but most of his receptions, like he targeted Marvin Jones eight, uh, excuse me, 12 times, and he caught eight passes. And Marvin Jones was doing his thing. I mean, it was like, hey, you know, you had Muhammad Sanu in there doing work. You had the young fella, and we'll talk about him later on, Cephas doing work. But Marvin Jones really stood out in the game. He really grinded, you know, made the plays when he needed to, you know, was able to read the, the, the zones, sit down in the zones, and make some key catches for the Lions. Absolutely. Um, and people wanted to trade him. I'm so glad that <laughs> before he got Cam, I'm so glad that um, – Bob Quinn didn't do anything stupid by trading him away, just like he did with Joe Golden Tate a couple years ago. Because mm-hmm. Marvel's Marvel is still playing. I definitely want to see him back mm-hmm. in 21, no matter what happens the rest of this season. Yeah. All right. Um, here's a really, uh, a really gem uh, that happened on the field on Sunday. Um, one Mr. Matt Nelson. Okay. Earlier in the game, Tyrell, uh, excuse me, Tyrell Crosby went down with an ankle injury. And, Matt Nelson, a former defensive lineman, had to step in at right tackle. Guess what he did? With the help of some running backs and some tight ends, because I can't discredit that. Khalil Mack, one of the top defensive uh, ends or outside linebackers in the league. I think he's the only player to uh, 
be pro, uh, voted all pro when he was at the uh, out there in uh, Oakland as a defensive end and an outside linebacker. He was voted to the uh, all pro on to two positions at one time. He had zero count them zero stats on the game versus the Lions. He had no tackles, no tackles for loss, nothing. He did not record a single defensive stat in the game. And Mr. Matt Nelson was the primary reason for that. I love it. You know, yay, so we got a little help. Football is a ching sport. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> it is a ching sport. Yeah, it is. So what, if they're tight end or they're running back game, a chip block, you know, help them out a little bit. It's mm-hmm. a ching sport. So that's fine. I have no problem with that. He, he still did 90% of the work. Yeah, he so did. So <laughs> I love it. He may have to start again this Sunday because yeah. Crosby and Vitae are still out. So he may start this Sunday again. Yeah, he may, he may have to step in. All right. So, and, uh, Really, the last thing uh, I have uh, really looking at the offensive side of the ball, kind of looking forward, moving the conversation forward. What are your thoughts? Can the offense really keep that pace up versus the Packers? I think so. Um, if Bevo would just do his thing, um, mm-hmm. let's never do his thing. Trust you got a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, I want Stafford back too, but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Next, you know, um, let's let get a we're the best quarterback still in the NFL, mm-hmm. a veteran. Um, you got some good receivers, uh, two former Bengals and Marvin Jones mm-hmm. and Sanu, longtime teammate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good thing. Got some veterans, some mm-hmm. Swally veterans out there. Yeah. Um, Cephas, you know, he's coming on a little bit. That's one of the reasons why I think they let go Marvin Hall, who I was a fan favorite. He's a deep ball threat. Yeah. But Cephas did the same thing. Hall did. He caught a nice pass for a touchdown and bound. Mm-hmm. So I think, like I said, keep this game plan the bottle just like defensively play like against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. We can bottle those up and play like that every week. Mm-hmm. The Lions will be 16-0 right now. I don't know about that one. You got some pre- – boy, I, boy I, love, I love your optimism, brother. Uh, but I think that, the, that one of the things for me is that the Packers' defense, their secondary is very young. And if you keep the pressure on them, throwing the ball – I think that the Lions can make some noise uh, in uh, in Ford Field versus the Packers on Sunday. All right, that is. Well, all. Real quick. Yeah. We go on. Do the Packers have a strong, you know, edge rusher, pass rusher? Oh, then we got them Smith boys. Them boys ain't no joke. Them Smith, <laughs> the Smith brothers ain't no joke. <laughs> the, well, them, yeah, them, we got we got some tackles, big ten tackles. Yeah, them. yeah, we we got they, they, them guys ain't no joke. But uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if we can if we can hold the Smith brothers at bay. And get the ball out of Stafford's hands. I think we have a good chance of uh, of, of having the offense uh, compete versus the Packers on Sunday. All right, so that's on the ball uh, for uh, week number uh, thirteen is in the book versus the Bears and going forward, looking uh, ahead toward the Packers. Now it is time to defend the den. But first, thank you for tuning in to the Die Hard Den podcast. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, like the video. Share the video, comment on the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and ring the notification bell so you know when you're getting fresh content from us right here at the Die Hard Den Podcast. And as always, you can go to Facebook and subscribe to our Facebook page. It is a public page. Shawnee J kills it over there, keeping you informed of all Lions news and rumors. And also, if you are listening to this podcast on one of the podcast platforms, thank you for your download and subscribe to the Die Hard Damn podcast on your favorite podcast platform as well. And if you have an Alexa-powered device, just say, hey, Alexa, 
put the Die Hard Den podcast on your favorite podcast platform, be it uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and we'll be right there for you. All right, defend the den this week. All right, let's look at the Lions' performance on defense versus the Bears. Uh, the leaders in the clubhouse, Jamie Collins, had nine total tackles, three solo, one tackle for loss. J. Ron Curse was actually doing some work. He had eight ta- total tackles, six solos, and a pass defense. Now, here is the big fella continuing to doing work. Romeo Okwara, four tackles, uh, and they were all solo, one sack, and one forced fumble. We gave up a total of 389 yards to Chicago, 249 in the air, 149 on the ground, which has been a problem for us. But an overall uh, good performance in the second half for the Lions defense. All right. So one player uh, that stands out, one thing that stood out that the Lions made some adjustments at halftime and played better in the second half against Chicago. Yes, they did. Yeah. Absolutely. That's been a problem. Fans can complain. Oh, the Lions never make any adjustments at halftime. You know, that's yeah. a long complaint <laughs> for the fans. Well, hey, hey and it's, it, it was, it had some truth to it. They weren't making any adjustments under really, under Matt Patricia. They was kind of just had that trust the system type deal, but the system wasn't working. You have to make adjustments uh, at halftime. And I applaud Corey Unlin for making those adjustments. Now, Here's your fella, big fella, number 95 in your playbook, number one in your hearts. Romeo Okwara continued to play lights out uh, with the strip sack. It was a game changer. He pressured the quarterback all game. Mr. Romeo Okwara, what you think about the big fella, R.O., getting it done on Sunday? Love him. You know, great guy. Hopefully he has that was a seven sack. Hopefully get at least three more this season. Mm-hmm. Get double to ten sacks, and you know yeah. he's up for a contract. The Lions better bring him back. And mm-hmm. I also want to see also Professor Griff back. I like yeah. he had, you know, he had a nice key sack yeah. too. And um, Professor Griff, he's a good run stuffer. I, I going back for twenty twenty one as well. So, mm-hmm. I, like I said, those two defensive ends, they're okay. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not um, Merlin Olsen and Deacon Jones. Well, you're going way back. <laughs> you said Merlin Olsen is Deacon Jones, man. You're killing me with this one. Yeah, um, man. So Rosie Greer and Lamar London. And man, there that, you man. go. <laughs> Why are you taking it back, brother? You, you're on the way back machine. I was like Rosie Greer. But yeah, I feel you, man. I, I did think, man, Griff did wreck shop, man. Plenty of pressure on quarter on the quarterback. He he was in uh, Mitchell Trubisky phase most of the game, uh, and he had the sack, man. That, that's a good thing. All right, so going forward, all right, so looking at the defense, one thing uh, that they struggle on, but can the defense keep pace uh, this Sunday coming up with the loaded Packers offense? You know, uh, and, and I'll say this, Aaron Jones can be a bigger problem than Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he can, because then they, they ran all over us the first ooh, game. And ooh, ooh. We, he, got, he, we got to tighten that up. Yeah, you know yeah. who I like? I do, you know, I like the two young guys you know, who were on our practice squad last year and playing out. Mm-hmm. Frank Warren, I like Kevin Strong. Mm-hmm. Kevin Strong played very well for us last yes. year. He and made that key fourth down stop He did. He did. Sure. I love it. Yeah. He did. And that was – and Penn City was standing right behind him, but Kevin Strong had it by himself, man, and, and uh, Aquara came uh, came around on the edge to really uh, – he sealed the edge. And so, Montgomery turned him back into the into the line, and 
excuse me, Kevin Strong did an excellent job on that play. I cannot, uh, cannot uh, stress that enough. Excuse me. Uh, he did an excellent job, uh, you know, with some backup duty. We know, Kev, uh, excuse me, Danny Shelton's on the shelf uh, with, on RR for the rest of the year. Uh, so oh, he's gone for the year? I believe so. Um, I don't know if he's going to be back, you know, short-term RR is only three games. So, I mean, he won't be back for the probably if he can come back the last two games, but, um, he did an excellent job. Uh, Aaron Jones definitely is an issue. He, he wrecked shop last weekend again as well. So we're going to have to pay uh, attention to him. I think one of the keys is to actually, uh, have Jared Davis on the field, um, to be honest with you, he's probably one of the only linebackers that has enough speed to really get to Aaron Jones. So I think he's going to be a kid, play a key factor in that. All right. And we want to talk about your boy. You know, you talked about him here. You the poor man's Reggie, right? As you call him. Do you think real, uh, will flowers be back this season? Now, or is it good to bring him back this season? Are we still in the hunt? Yes, it is. We're still in the playoff hunt. Yes. Mm-hmm. He put on short-term IR, like I said, only three weeks, but it's been longer than three weeks. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be back for the Thanksgiving game, but obviously that didn't happen. He still mm-hmm. ain't back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know what his injury is. Um, uh, he had a, sh- I think a shoulder injury, I believe. Oh, and they, but they put him on short-term IR. Yeah. They three weeks, you know, but I was taking longer than that. Yeah. If the Lions, if the Lions are still in the hunt, mm-hmm. you know, got a shot yeah you bring them back yeah yeah uh, you know it's it's one of those things you, you mean you, you want to protect them you want to protect the future um it ought to p- depend on what the injury is and how uh, how severe it is uh, i've never been one to what you say i never count another man's money and i never and i never discredit another man's injury so you, you know I, I never would do that just because of the fact that you never you don't know what's going on with somebody and what's keeping them from being on the field you know is their body and you know it's his future so I can't discredit him for anything, him him getting back on the field anytime soon. I would like that if, only if the Lions are in the playoff push, you know. So if he, you know, say say miraculously the Lions can come out with a victory on Sunday versus the Packers, I say, yeah, bring them back. So do I. Yeah. And uh, let me ask you one more thing. The go ahead, man. Flowers and, mm-hmm. and Danny still know these other former Patriots. Now that, um, now that um, Patricia's gone and 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 um, Quinn is gone, I don't. Are we going to give you all these former Patriot players too? I think Shelton and Shelton and uh, I think Shelton's a good guy. I think Shelton needs to stay. Well, well Flowers yeah. has got to stay. He's still on the contract. Uh, you know, he's going to be a big cap hit if we can really get rid of him. Uh, yeah, player. Collins. I, I think he may be gone, and I think Duron, uh, Harmon, Duron Harmon, may be gone as well. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence with him in the, on that back end back there. That's just me. Um, the Here's my issue with some of the Patriot players that we did have on our team. Um, not all of them, but some of them is that we're not getting the Patriots that was starters. We're getting the Patriots that was the backups or the second string guys. And, <laughs> and you know, it that just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, or in their careers. The yeah. Patriots- well, we'll pass their prime mm-hmm. and decline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, that's that's uh, that's one thing that really uh, weighs on me with the former pages that we get did get uh, on the Lions. So, all right, that's defend the den this week, people. Uh, thank you again for checking us out right here at the Die Hard Den podcast. Now let's get into you know what it is our favorite time of the show. It is time to play Hell Yeah or Hell Nah. You ready, my man? Let's do it. All right. First up, the Lions 
need to use a firm and the GM search. Because they say they're not, we're not going to use a firm. We're just going to rely on the league. They think they should use a search firm for the GM search. You forgot to ask me, you know. Or hell yeah, or hell no. <laughs> yeah, Curtis, you missed your line. I missed my line. Thank you for, bring, for bringing me back in. Yes, anyway. Hey, well, we saw how good the, uh, a search firm helped out the last time. He recommended Bob Quinn. So, nah. I don't think. They didn't use one. They used the NFL last time, like we're like they're using the NFL this time. Well, okay, I got rid of that confused. So, I thought the search firm helped them. Nah, like nah, they so, use they use a Corsi in the in he because he worked for the league last time. So that's well, what they did. So that's a yeah, he, that's a hell yeah for you. You want them to use a search firm? I do not too. Necessarily. Yeah, um, not necessarily. Use the you know. Use your common sense. You, if you don't need a search firm, mm-hmm. or don't use a court key anymore because he recommended Quinn. Yeah, and we don't like we don't go that route again. So use your common sense. Usually, mm-hmm. um, get some, you know, get some do your research. Uh-huh. You don't have to use um a search firm, not necessarily. So that's mm-hmm. that's a hell maybe. A hell maybe. You know what though? Uh, I'm gonna say hell yeah with a caveat as well. They are using uh Mike Disner uh as. Uh, helping with the um, the coaching, I mean, the GM search, and he uh, has plenty of experience in the league. If you don't do, know who Mike Disner is, he is the Lions uh, cap specialist, and he's the vice po- president of football operations for the Lions. So he has plenty of experience uh, working and searching out with GM. So uh, he's helping with that process. So, all right, moving on. Excuse me, why, wait, before why why can't Denzer be the GM then? No, D, no, he's a cap guy. He's not a he's not a gene. He's not a personnel guy. He's a cap guy. Okay. Two two different things. All right. Next up, uh, Bevel should get the head coaching job if the Lions went out. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. I said it's for hell yeah. I'm pulling for him because I want to see the Lions play. I don't want no tanking. Sheila doesn't want to see him tank either. Mm-hmm. If he if he wins out, yeah, like I said, he he's just as qualified as um. And like I said, Sela or Bianami or that mm-hmm. guy from Buffalo or any coordinator in the mm-hmm. league because Bevel's been in the job in the NFL for 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, assistant coach and a coordinator, so he's just qualified. If the Lions should win out, I say hell yeah, she should get the job. I'm gonna say hell yeah with a caveat. He's gonna have the he's gonna have to either win or compete in a playoff game for me to to give him my vote of confidence. Now, um, that's just me, um, uh, but. I agree with you just with a, with a caveat. He, you know, to me, he has to really either win a playoff game or really compete in a playoff game to get my vote of confidence as the head coach, uh, to be the next head coach of the Detroit Lions. All right, next up, the Lions would have a better record if they fire Patricia sooner. Hell yeah or hell nah. Well, twenty twenty is always hang, you know hindsight is always twenty twenty. I would say um, chances are yes, but Sheila. She she's like she said in her conference that they're firing those guys. Mm-hmm. She really liked Patricia and um and Quinn. She gave them every opportunity in the world to turn around for a minute there. It looked like they mm-hmm. were when they wanted to be straight. When you beat the Falcons and um when you beat the Reds, excuse me, the football team, she gave him every chance, but you know, he ran out of chances. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, um it's, like I said, it's hard to say if they would have been better. Man. But um 
Hell, you yeah. say, what, what you saying, man? Hell yeah, hell, hell no. Maybe. Hell maybe. Hell, hell maybe again, man. I'm going to say, hell yeah, they would have a better record, man. I'm telling you right now that the Lions should have fired his behind long ago. If you see the attitude, and we'll talk about this in a minute. If you think, look at the attitude of the players and the coaching staff. Uh, there's one line that someone said is that, that, it's been better with the dictator gone and the dictator is Matt Patricia. So the uh, moving on. All right. Next up, Matthew Stafford would throw for 400 yards again versus the Packers on Sunday. Hell yeah. Or hell no. Nah. I'm going hell. Yeah. Cause I think he's pissed off. He should have won NFC officer player of the week last week, but Rogers got it. Mm-hmm. So I think he want to run up, you know, one up Rogers upstage Rogers this week. Mm-hmm. And I hope he breaks Norman Van Brocklin's you know all time record for yards and passing yards in the game. Okay, I'm gonna say hell yeah as well. They have a very young secondary over there in Green Bay uh, coming in the fourth field. I think that the Daryl Bevel opening up the offense and letting Matthew Stafford throw the ball more often than not is definitely a way that the Lions can win on Sunday. And one key thing is Matthew Stafford going back there and throwing that rock. All right, next up, the Andre Swift finally plays versus Green Bay. Hell yeah or hell no? Nah. Hell yes. Um, he's ready. If he's healthy, mm-hmm. he's spring towards playing. Yes, you got to play him. Yep. We need him. <laughs> Excuse me. Definitely that. Definitely that. All right, last one. Uh, the Lions let Kenny Galladay walk in free agency. Hell yeah or hell no? Nah. Hell no, nah. he's a, he's a still weapon. I hope he's healthy. Hope this this mm-hmm. hip isn't a Bo Jackson type hip injury. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be back. You know, if he has to sit on the rest of the season, so be it. Mm-hmm. But you know, making him get strong and get healthy. Don't mm-hmm. bring him back before he's ready. Mm-hmm. He's a great weapon, so bring him back. And right. we, you know, that mm-hmm. hurts. That hurts the negotiating leverage a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing is, um, to me, um, I think that a lot of players want to see. I mean, excuse me. There's some fans that want to see a sign and trade. Now his contract is up at the end of the season, so they don't have to sign and trade him. But I think it's it's better to sign and trade him to get draft capital. Uh, if you know, if we go that route, just because of the fact if we just let him walk in free agency, you get nothing in return. Okay, all right, that is hell yeah or hell nah for this week. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Die Hard Dan podcast. As always. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, like the video, share the video, comment on the video, give us some feedback on how we're doing with our show. Um, if you are a member of Facebook and you want to check out more content from Shawnee J and I, go over to our Facebook page and check it out. Shawnee J does an excellent job of keeping you informed of all Lions news and notes over on our Facebook page. If you're listening to this show on the podcast platforms. Hey, thank you for your download. Subscribe or follow the page on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, ring the notification bell so you know when you get fresh content from us right here at the Die Hard Den podcast. And if you have an Alexa powered device from Amazon, just say, hey, Alexa, for the Die Hard Den podcast and give it your give the Alexa your favorite podcast platforms being Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and we will be right there for you. All right, now it is time to go in two points conversing. 
All right, two points conversing this week. We're going to touch on a couple of, uh, couple of topics. Now, first up, the team attitude has changed under Bevel. What do you say about that? It has. Um, it's a breath of fresh air. Bevel, he's not as stringent as um, mm-hmm. or tight as Fisher was. He let him play music in the locker room. Um, he's not as restrictive. He, you know. So, yeah, the players, they, they feel it. They know it's a change. Mm-hmm. Just like, like I said, like getting out of prison almost, you know. So. <laughs> They the said, get out of prison, boy. You're so, killing me with that one. Yeah. yeah so, I'll feel you with that yeah, one, though. I'll feel yeah, you, Yeah, so the players really, they know. So, like, so you saw AP yeah. posting on Twitter this week and other players. Mm-hmm. So, even yeah. Matthew Stafford had to take his digs against um, Patricia. Yeah. So, yeah. so, that was, Patricia's really a, a jerk, seems like, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, he he showed us who he was when he, when he first came in. I mean, that first, you know, first press conference and telling telling a member of the media to sit up, you know, you know, that's, yeah, uh, he was, uh, he was, he was a pretty tough character to root for a lot of times. All right. Uh, the Lions have the toughest remaining schedule in the league. 31 teams have an easier, an easier schedule than the Lions. It's some tough sledding going forward. Uh, what do you think about the Lions chances? Uh, coming up with that remaining schedule. I mean, look at look at who we have. You got Green Bay on Sunday. You got Tennessee. You got Minnesota um, uh, to really to uh, stretch out the end of the season, and then you got to go up against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah, that is some tough sledding, my man. What do you think about the remaining it schedule? It is, but this is like I said, where Bevel will make a break, make a break, Bevel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can if we can go. Um, Okay, he's final five games. He go four, one, three, and two. Mm-hmm. Maybe get into the playoffs or just miss. And she, but she likes what she sees. Mm-hmm. He has he has a legit opportunity for the um, job. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the teams we play, yeah, they're tough, mm-hmm. but they're not invincible. They can't be beaten. You know, that's uh, very toughest, true. Like, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He said he struggled at times this season, Tampa yeah. this year, and um, and so did Tennessee against Cleveland at home. Mm-hmm. They, and chain the big guy, um, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, the running back. Yeah, stop Henry, stop the Titans, and the Lions should put eleven men in the box just to stop Derrick <laughs> um, Henry. Yeah, yeah. Do what you got to do. Play, um, go all out. You know, do what you got to do. I think the really big thing that that stands out for most of these individuals teams that come with facing, but uh, actually, really besides the Packers, is that they have most of them have really really good defenses. Um, I, I, the the Bucks has to have a really good defense. Uh, so does the, the the Minnesota has a decent defense, um, and you, you you look at Tennessee, they have a good defense as well. So, uh, but all of them have areas that you can displo- uh, exploit, but uh, most of them don't have really gaping holes in their defense, and that's why they have really good records. All right, um, next up, uh, we talked about this a little bit. Marvin Hall, what was your thoughts when the Lions cut Marvin Hall? I was surprised, very surprised, because he's a deep threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, um. And he improved, improved, you know, had more receptions than last season. Mm-hmm. And plus, Kenny G, I was very shocked they cut him. But mm-hmm. um, this is after Patricia, too, so you can't put this on Patricia or Quinn. Nah. So I was very surprised. And, yeah. But they most likely seen Quintez Cephas and, and also Marissa New. Mm-hmm. So he was picked up by Cleveland, by the way. Um, yeah, he was. Um, Marvel, uh, and we'll see him next week on the field. You know, I, I root for that guy. I mean... I ain't rooting for the Browns, but I root for him just because of the fact that I did like him as a player on the Lions. I did too. I did, um, I, but I Cephas, I was surprised, you know. Yeah, see, but Cephas showed up and showed out. 
You know what though? He did. And and that you know what though? And that may be the him playing more looser under Bevel than the tight grip of a uh, Matt Patricia. He is a rookie and sometimes they can get a little, you know, they can get a bit a little shaky when you have a a different change of coach. I don't think his he was used to his type of coaching style coming out of college. So perhaps that could be it. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah. feels that Patricia leaving. Yeah. So, you know, it's it just maybe this will be a, the change of environment just helped him perform. He didn't have a drops on Sunday, you know, just dropping passes. You know, that, that long touchdown pass was excellent. Uh people say he pushed off. I, I don't think he pushed off. He think he used that arm as a feeler. Cause you didn't you didn't see him like kind of push out. He just kind of put his arm out to see where the defensive back was. It really wasn't a push off. He was just kind of feeling where he was, so he can judge where he can you know get to the ball if he had enough space to make the catch. So, and Randy Moss made a career out of those type of plays. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Just you know, you're sticking your arm out there as a feeler because you you can tell he didn't push because he didn't put. You didn't see that the the it didn't he didn't change the path of the defensive back. He just kind of put his arm out there so he can find a feel where he was. But that, anyway, that was an outstanding catch and play by the rookie. Uh, he had a really good game. Uh, Cephas was very solid uh, versus the Bears. So good job out there, young fella. And last but not least in two points conversing this week, Michigan legislatures, and uh, the lawmakers in the state legislatures of Michigan are petitioning the Lions to hire Robert Salah as the next head coach of the Lions. What do you think about Michigan politicians getting involved in the Lions uh, coaching search? Very interesting. <laughs> um, would it take the blame if, if he fails as the coach they think he is? Um, so, you mm. know, I never heard of this before. Legislature, you know, yeah, it's the football team to hire a coach. I heard maybe some like, I remember Jesse Jackson. He, mm. He petitioned some teams to give some black coaches a chance, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I show um, state legislatures and lawmakers, this is different. Like I said, you know, Sela, once again, Sela, yeah, Salah. what separates him from Biennami? Salah, yeah. and what separates him from Biennami mm-hmm. and even Bevel? Yeah. That's I, the thing. I think, they, I think the really uh, issue with Robert Salah, he's from Dearborn. He grew up ten, two miles, excuse me, two miles from the uh, facility in Allen Park. Uh, they want to bring that hometown uh, boy back home to coach the Lions. Um, you know, they, they're probably looking at, uh, you know, that and, you know, being pure in Michigan and bringing a, a hometown guy in and they can kind of, you know, really use him as an example. You know, he's of Lebanese descent. And um, that Dearborn area is one of the biggest uh, Lebanese uh, populated area in the United States. So they just they they're looking at bringing a, a hometown hero back, but sometimes it doesn't work out too well. You look at Steve Mariucci now; he did have Matt Millen, but he was a, he's a Michigan guy too, and he didn't fare too well as head coach exactly. of the Detroit Let's go Lions. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, the yeah. quarterback, the former hero. I yeah. mean, I hope Harbaugh comes back, but still, a lot of Michigan fans want to get him fired. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And there's some people who want him to coach the Lions. I, you know. Looking at the success he had out in San Francisco. So, all right, that is two points conversing this week. Now it's time to uh, get into our game predictions. Uh, looking at the Lions uh, versus the Packers coming up on Sunday. Let's look at the Wednesday. Excuse me, the Thursday practice report. Looking at this before we kind of get into our game predictions and you know what we got the keys to the game. You have um, Tyrell Crosby again was out. Uh, Thursday with the ankle injury. Kenny Galladay still out with the hip. Um, 
Jeff Okuda still has that groin injury. He no, didn't practice at all this week. Now you come to some limited practices. Austin Bryant, who has played well when he's been in the lineup. You know, that guy, he's been a missing piece of the Lions for the last couple years. Uh, limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Deshaun Hand with the groin as well. Limited Thursday and Wednesday. Uh, CJ Moore did not practice on Wednesday, but he's trending upward. Practice on Thursday. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, you know who he is. Number nine in your program, number one in your heart. Definitely uh, going to be limited. They want to keep that thumb loose. They don't want to have him taking snaps in practice. They want him in the shotgun so he can just uh, play light, play loose. Uh, here's the interesting DeAndre Swift with that illness. He has clear con concussion protocol, like we said last week. Limited the last two days, but Daryl Bevel said he is trending upward at his best day of practice. Uh, Carryon Johnson was out, excuse me, limited on Wednesday with that knee injury, but he was a full go today. He should be ready to go for the game on Sunday. So those are your Lions practice report, your injury updates on the Lions. Now they're coming into the game seven and a half point underdogs at home versus the Packers. The Packers are statistically better on both sides of the ball. On they they uh, get more yards on offense and they give up less yards on defense. Now here's one thing that's maybe a wash: the passing games. The passing games are literally identical as what they get per game, right around two two hundred eighty uh, yards per game for both teams. So that may be a wash. Um, looking at that, you know, um, one of the uh, what are one of the keys for the games for me is that. DeAndre Swift and the rest of the running backs need to keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. You know, we need to control the ball and that high flying uh, passing attack from the Packers. We can throw the ball and, and run the ball without having these quick hitting plays that go real downfield and we can just control the clock and keep them on the side. I think that's one of the biggest keys of the game. Playing keep away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, you know, if Swift comes back in, and AP plays, runs angry again. I think you have a good chance, but we got to still be aggressive. Mm -hmm. You know, let's Matthew on hold. Matthew will be too conservative. Mm -mm. Let Matthew do his thing. Let him sling the ball. Let him throw for five touchdowns as mm -hmm. possible, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, because we definitely have to keep that that um, that defense, uh, uh, excuse me, that sometimes, a, uh, what do you call that? A best, the best defense is a good offense. So if we, if we yeah. keep, the, keep the ball moving, keep the pressure on them, and uh, maybe just kind of keep them on the field. If it, if it, not, if it's a shootout, it's a shootout, and I can understand that. If we're scoring as much as they're scoring, then you know I, I feel good about our chances. Um, but we have to maintain pace with those guys because if not, they were they were running away with the game really really fast. So here is the question of the sh the show: uh, Who you got, and what's the score? Well, I think it will be a shootout. Between the two old pros at quarterback Rodgers and and Stafford, I think mm -hmm. they're going to have both have big games. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm going with my Lions. I think mm -hmm. it'll be 45-42 Lions in a real sh high scoring shootout. Too bad no fans could be there for it. <laughs> All right, now um, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep it 100. I'm not feeling good about the the game right there on Sunday for the Lions. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 35. 30 uh, Packers on Sunday. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I think that the, the Packers just have a little bit too much juice and we have a really depleted defense. Uh, uh, we just really beat up on the defensive side of the ball. We're playing a lot of backups 
And I think that is going to be hard to contain uh, Aaron Jones. I think to me, Aaron Rodgers uh, can kill us, but I think Aaron Jones is going to be a big, big issue because our run defense is so, so terribly bad uh, right now. So, all right, that is it. It is time for us to go ahead and get on out of here. Shawnee J, tell the people how they can find you on social media. I'm merely on Facebook. You can find me. My name is Sean Jennings. Um, I'm also the head administrator of the Detroit Lions Truth Fan um, Group. Um, also, I run the our Facebook page with Diehard Jen on Facebook. It's a public page. You can find us. Mm-hmm. And I'll be happy to add you as a member to the Truth Fan Group as well. All right. Thank you. All right. For me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CurtisDeal14. That's at C-U-R-T-I-S-S-T-E-E-L-E-1-4. You can follow the show on Twitter at DieHardDenPodC1. On Instagram, it's at Die underscore Hard underscore Den underscore Podcast. And again, thank you for tuning in to the Die Hard Den Podcast. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, like the video, share the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Click the notification bell so you know when you're getting fresh content from us right here at the Die Hard Damn Podcast. Like the Facebook page. Shawnee J does an excellent job of keeping you informed of all Detroit Lions news and notes. And, you know, if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever you're listening on, thank you for the download. We appreciate you listening to the show. And if you're listening to, uh, a sh- if you have one of those Alexa powered devices, just say, hey, Alexa. Play the Die Hard Damn Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and we'll be right there for you. Shawnee J, what's your parting shots for the audience tonight? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this COVID is still ravaging the country. So please, we want to get rid of this COVID thing. Be safe with your mask, wash your hands, and practice social distancing. That is a good message. All right. And as always, be good to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like Shawnee J says, you know, wear your mask social distance and it's just to keep everyone safe from this COVID-19. Uh, it is definitely raging throughout the country. Uh, so, you know, it's not a, it's a very, very ugly disease. And now it is the number one, number one cause of deaths in the U S which is ridiculous. So just be safe out there. People, we care about you right here at the Die Hard Damn podcast and we want you to be safe. Now, you know what you got to do. Me and Shawnee J want you to, whatever you do in life, you got to boss up, ball out, and be the best version of you that you can be. For my man, Shawnee J, this is Kurt Steele of the Die Hard Den Podcast, and we are out. Mm-hmm.